Hi, welcome to Suplex the Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hi. And Forrest. Howdy. Everyone, it is the 11-year anniversary of the Night of Chairs. It is yes. amazing. Only few few know about few. that, but some of us know. We'll leave it at that and just uh, allow some, you to guess what the Night of Chairs is. Yeah, Maybe that's I, how you got all the oxygen in your bones. Yeah. Oh, that night <laughs> inside of your bones. That yeah. night definitely created pains in me that probably have not left. I, um, yes. I'm so curious about this. So well, is everyone. Do else. I get to guess uh, at multiple yes, intervals you get, throughout the show? You can. Yeah, you, actually, you get three guesses. Three guesses yes, throughout the okay. show. Every 20 minutes, you get a guess. First, do I do the first, first one yeah, now? First one right off the dome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, was this a church youth group thing? No. No. Dang. Close. Well, I'm out of um, guesses. Well, out of ideas. <laughs> I'm not out of maybe, guesses. I'm maybe, out of ideas. Yes. Maybe <laughs> two more guesses. Maybe in you'll 20 minutes you'll ideas. have one. Oh, crap. Uh, there'll be, there's a timer. There'll yeah. be a ding. Uh, we'll see. Um, what could Night of Chairs mean? Yeah. Um, all right, everyone. I've played a video game. I think game. it'd be a good uh, game developer name, Night of Chairs. It would. <laughs> um, oh, sp- yes. Let's kick off with that. Um we, Seth, has taken the initiative. It's kind of bit him. unintentional segue, by the way. <laughs> this, yeah. Um, so Seth now twice has signed us up to do something without, and, and it's, <laughs> without it's quickly point. gotten out of hand. Uh, <laughs> one is getting the Discord's top ten together. Yes. Uh, and the other one is we are doing a fantasycritic.games uh, draft. I love this chaotic go-getter uh, yeah. era that you're getting into yeah. right now. I'm excited to see what comes <laughs> out of it. Who knows what's going to happen? Yes. Um, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> um, there are now eight teams, eight publishers in the, the pool. Um, and it is me with uh, three-fourths gaming, uh, and then we don't need to go through any of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Seth with Pony Interactive. Wait a minute. I just said we didn't need yeah, to we're go gonna do all it. the other names. I want cr- people deserve to have some credit for participating. It's how you build a community. I guess so. That is true. Forest is Ouroboros Interactive, freshly new to the league yeah, as of a, 10 minutes yeah. ago. I didn't realize you also did interactive in your name. Oh, so I did it first. I may, I may change. No, you're, no, 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 it's okay. Well, there are, lots, there are lots out there with interactive. Yeah. Sure. Idos. There's even an interactive Montreal. online. I.O. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, true. What else uh, is interactive? Uh, there's at least two. There's a. We're gonna call <laughs> yeah. people by their usernames. Uh, call, we're gonna call Todd, them by their name. Todd the God is gonna be other games and knuckles. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I wish there was a featuring from Dante from the Devil May Cry series yeah. on there. Probably not enough. Spooky uh, is Rapture Digital. Cameron Dialup is ambitious but rubbish. Uh, Fuck the luck is Fuck the luck. I don't know who that is or what and that means. C Mac Zaddy is Live Turvis Games, which is which is a pretty good. It's a pretty good. Name. Uh, yeah, we're gonna yeah. need the participants here who don't have a uh, the, some kind of synonym for gaming in their name to put it there. Yeah, they can't just be like a. 
A weird statement. Yeah, I do like throw gaming. I do or, appreciate uh, Rapture Digital because yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, that that's, works. That's, that's that good. works. That's, good. that's really good. Um, there just needs to be some kind of word signifying that you are a, a game creator here. Yeah. Um, this should explain what it is. So these eight publishers are in a race this year to yes. who can have the best games. Um, so similar to fantasy football, this is fantasy critic. You are choosing from the field of games that have been announced and or rumored that are coming or, or, or don't exist don't exist yet and may have an analog in the future. Um, and these games will be judged against their Metacritic score. And if it scores points above 70, you get points. If it scores points below 70, you lose points. Each team in the beginning of the year, which will be tomorrow, will choose five games. Happy New Year. And then in the middle of the year after E3, if we're going to do the second set of... We'll do either three or five games. And then... And a counterpick. And a, well, we'll do the counterpick at the beginning of the year, too. I think we have two counterpicks. Yeah, I can change all that stuff. Um, the counterpick is you picking one of the other people's games, and that is your bet that that game will do bad and not good, and you will get points for that game doing bad. Um, so say Forest, or actually, we'll go off of my friend Chris, who is passionate about this game. Chris may think Pal World is going to do really well. <laughs> and I think that game is going to be butt. And so I would pick that that game's going to do bad. And it actually doesn't hurt Chris if it does do bad besides the normal amount it would do. But it does help me if it does do bad. So you get points if it does bad. Yes. Like if you're counterpoint. And you, I think you lose points if it does well. Points. Ah. Um, and then whoever's winning at the end of the year wins. Maybe we'll yeah. do a prize. I don't know. Maybe. Um, if it's me, we will do a prize. Okay. If it's Okay. Yeah. Conditional prizes based on who wins. Yeah, that's a, that's always fun. That's we'll a pick, good way to we'll, get people. Yes, we will encouraged. determine we will predetermine one prize for every team. Mm. That they may or may not get if they win. Yeah, I like that idea. That's kind of fun and dumb. Yep. The I'm I'm here for it. I'm really excited for this. Um, I've seen a couple other like uh, outlets do something do with this system. Yeah, and I saw it on Twitter. I was like, hey, this and, looks fun. And so I'm glad Seth took the initiative um, to set this up. Um, there is a lot of stuff in there, so everyone be thinking, uh, including like unannounced Mario 3D platforming Mario. <laughs> like there, you know, there are a lot of different yeah. choices you can make. Um, the one, one of the rules we're going to have is no DLCs. Um, I think unless they're standalones where you can play them without the base game. Yeah. I'll have to go back and, and look through. Um, so no cyberpunk phantom Liberty type stuff over here mm. being nominated game of the year for some reason by some outlets. Uh, we're not here for that crap. No, it's not game of the year. It's best ongoing game oh, yeah, yeah, for some right. reason. <laughs> you're right. Um, That's a shoe-in for publishers out there in the future. All yeah. you have to do is ship a broken game. Yeah. And then fix it as the once. year goes on. Fix it fix, once. Yeah, fix it eventually. Before the year's out, you get best ongoing game. Yeah. And throw a DLC on top of it. You know, I have a feeling the moment that happened, my heart goes, 
that's a new ongoing bit. <laughs> that's going to stay one. It'll stay in my heart because I'm angry about it. Did it win? I don't remember. It did win. Uh, yeah. It won best ongoing game. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing. Yeah, I know. Um, also, shout to Jeff Cayley for being like one of the only outlets that thought the Apple VR headset was good to use. Uh, that's a really non-gaming thing, but uh, boy, did that not get go over well I mean, on review day. I bet it's cool. Uh, it's also apparently super heavy and caused a lot of neck tension headaches. Mm. And there's no top head strap to help support it. So, Ooh. yeah. Really Apple. what it needs is it needs to be strapped to, like, your arms. Yeah. By some mechanism mm. that takes the weight off your head. Yes. Um, Distributes it onto your spine. So let's talk about like, games. Like regular heads. Yes. Ooh, like an exosuit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, come um, on, Apple. Give <laughs> us the, the Apple, Apple exosuit. exosuit. Yeah. It's I need specifically it. an add-on yeah. to the Apple Vision Pro. God. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what we're all we're all going, right? I just need an exosuit. Augmented yeah. reality. Augmented yeah. bodies. At this point, my body might be falling apart at the rate that I should. I should get an exosuit. Yeah. If anyone deserves an exosuit. It's you. Yeah. After Stephen Hawking. As a tree. You. I don't know. Stephen Hawking might. We don't need to get into him possibly being canceled. <laughs> There's post. I mean, he's dead, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah. Is, oh, I thought he was still alive. No, I think he passed no, no, like, no. Th- what, three or four years ago? He's definitely ago? on someone's airplane list that uh, <laughs> wasn't very good. Well, yeah, so. but what I'm getting at is that he no longer has the first spot for claim to an exosuit. Yeah, that's fair. Like, and, and he could get an exoskeleton, maybe. I don't know oh, how uh, bring if a he skeleton got cremated back. or anything or buried. I'm not sure which. But it doesn't right. matter. You're number one, yeah. David. My number one what? You are number one. Oh. What's your number one exosuit? You no, know, yeah. What's your number one exosuit? Number one body part to replace with an exo. Body no, no. Part. I think the best exosuit in. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. Um, I don't know, cause they all get kind of. Me- all my favorites get tr- cross the line to mech. Really, uh, probably the power loader from Alien is the best exosuit. Or, good answer. Uh, but the problem is this one gets a little closer to mech as the things from Avatar. Uh, those things are super dope. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are. I would call those uh, mechs and not exosuits. Right, but you are your but, hands but are attached are to the arms that are more. more yeah, it's a little. Like. I think there should be a. I think an exosuit has to be. Closer, uh, it has to have the proportions of your body. Mm. So I you mean, consider, I would say Gundam would count then. Do you as consider an Gundams are because that is proportioned. Mechs. You sure, like they're max size, but they're proportioned like human bodies. If there is a Gundam which is an exosuit, it is the mobile fighters from G Gundam because yeah. you <laughs> yeah. actually put on a suit that you control them with, mm. rather than a cockpit. Uh, yeah. Okay. I also think that is a part of an exosuit is controlled with your body rather mm-hmm. than your hands. But the ones in Avatar are controlled by your your hands. They do a lot of the thumb swinging. Um, speaking of Avatar, I gave up on that game. I traded in. There's, really? It's done. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I hit such a power level wall, and the only way to get over it was to do a lot of crafting and gathering. And um, after 20 minutes of not getting the crafting materials I needed, I gave up. And mm. I'm like, I... I can't do this. Why? 
It stopped becoming fun. Yeah. Uh, Some of it, there, there are a lot of games like that that um, if you're not collecting stuff as you go, when you reach mm-hmm. a, a, mo- a point where you have to be able to use them, and it's like, uh, then all of the game becomes is you going around and collecting random crap, and it's just like, oh, this isn't fun for me. And then the bags would fill up. I'd have to get rid of this. It was dumb. Uh, I just traded stuff in. I paid off Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, and I paid off Prince of Persia, nice, which nice. comes out on Friday. And um, I just I accepted that's where I'm at, and I am deeply in love with Sea of Stars. I should have yes, played this sir. last year. Yep. Uh, the Good only game. thing that I don't insanely love is the music the music is good it's not like yeah, something think, that stands out to me i think there are um, standout tracks but i think for the most part it's just all right yeah um i think that the battle theme which is the one that you hear most is also just all right yeah 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 nothing nothing and then like there really and there are also other variations of the battle theme which i think are not as good um, but, but there are some, there are some songs that come on that you're like, that are, that are, are pretty good. That yeah. Are, that are a lot of fun to listen to. I, uh, they do a lot of the, like, I don't know how to musically describe it, which makes me feel dumb, but like, they'll do a lot of the weird, like slide whistle type tones, like in the mm-hmm. lower register. And I mm. don't like that stuff. It just doesn't work for me. Um, and it, I don't know, it just, there are times when I'm playing my Switch and I feel guilty because I mainly play my Switch quietly. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then every time I'm like, I need to listen to this music to see if it's any good. I'm like, yeah, not vibing with this. And then I turn it down and I'm like, I'm fine with not hearing it. Um, but I'm loving the characters, Zale and Valir, um, Carl is yeah, yes, Valerie. sir, David. Carl no, is fine. I call him. I call her Valir. Valir is a cooler name. Is a cool. It has a, it has a fantasy vibe, I like guess. whimsy to um, it. I Valerie for, is lame. I forget the dagger girl Don't, name. How, how dare you say that? Haven't you heard about overused the, name? The great song, for an overused Valerie. song. Yeah, the cliche. The yes. The, the what's her real name? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot that that was <laughs> Captain Cliche. I forgot I forgot oh, that was her fake name. S- cliche. Uh, yes, I, I forget her real name. This it's the game is full is of weird like jokes like that. Like one of the big uh statues name is Yeet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the other one is Extol. Cross toll. I can't tell yeah, what the joke is with it's that one. To be extol. Yeah. But Yeet is, like, it's weird because you would think it's definitely a joke because the other one's name is Yeet. Uh, in my opinion, the other one should be called Yacht, which is, <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is a different form of entirely. Yeet. Um, but uh, I'm really enjoying this game. Uh, it definitely, I do, I do kind of dislike some of the times that it is deciding to be jokey at itself mm-hmm. because I do think it sincerely is very fun and good with the story. Yeah. And then there are like, it really tries, it picks bad times to balance itself out in my opinion. Um, yeah. There are definitely times that it decides to 
poke fun at it being a game mm-hmm. that uh, rather than it just being funny within the world. Yeah, and I uh, want them to poke fun at being like that's fine, and that's obviously their vibe. But there are times where the story is really heavy, and I think it's good. And then they make a joke like that, and I'm like, God, I don't, I don't need the Deadpool. I don't need the Deadpool fourth wall joke. Sure. Um, uh, if you're doing that when I'm going into a villager's house and they're like, I keep doing the same thing over and over again. Why would I do this? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But like in a, there are times where like in heavy cutscenes where like reveals are happening and then it'll happen in the next breath in the, and I'm like, okay, why, what? That's a choice. Um, I think I'm about, uh, halfway through the game, if not a little further, um, which is fine. It's hard to fun. tell in this in in this game because it, when I was playing, it was the one that I found like, like, I remember describing it as the game. It at at the beginning feels smaller than it is, and yeah. then it feels bigger than it is, and then it feels smaller again, and then it actually opens up again, like a really big way, uh, and and it, and so it is. It is hard to tell based on, like, even just based on sort of the momentum of the story, because uh, there are still things that will happen that um, sort of ch- make the story take a turn somewhere. Like, not unexpected, but it's more like you feel like you're reaching a climax, and then it's like, oh, wait a minute, there's yeah. there's, uh, there's another step before the climax. Yeah, there's yeah. a few winding roads on the way... I did enjoy that there's been, like, a couple of twists that I didn't see coming, a couple of them, and so that was kind of fun. Um, <clears throat> usually games don't hit me with twists that really get me unless they're mind-bending games like Alan Wake or something. <laughs> um, like, I feel like a normal RPG story doesn't surprise me too much nowadays. Right. <clears throat> um, but some of the directions they chose were, were interesting. Um and that's all I've been playing. I've been playing the heck out of Sea of Stars, which um, is part of a new genre to me, and that's uh, Golden Sun alikes. It, it's it definitely... Uh, it definitely would fit there. Yeah, yeah. It tries to do it, and it... It's not it all that it's being like, for right. sure, but um, it was. it's definitely a big touchstone. And I definitely think it is better at the Mario RPG combat system than Mario RPG is. Uh <laughs> Mainly because it lets you sink in and get comfortable with the attack patterns of your character instead of... Yes, they all have the same attack pattern. Instead of it changing with different weapons you equip to them. Yep. Um, It's fair. Yeah. Uh, The only thing... My one other note is that they do a lot of stuff in the game where they highlight things as different colors... And to me, my brain goes to like, I can't remember if it was Final Fantasy 2 or 3, where when something would be highlighted a different color, you could add it to like a glossary Mm -hmm. so you could reference back to it. And I keep Mm. thinking that there's going to be a glossary system for me to remember that name or something later. Nope, just highlighted a different color for seemingly no reason. Uh, which is fine. I just just don't do it then. I don't like it if, unless well, it's. it's I mean, that's to emphasize. Yeah. Like, yeah. That they're like this proper is an nouns. Yeah. With yeah. Importance. Yeah. Um, which has worked, but it also gets yeeted out of my brain. That's uh, 
Um, but I've been playing that, and I played a game with my friends the past couple of days. Yeah, uh, we've been getting into the finals. I played it for like Finally. six hours yesterday. Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I realized as I um, looked up at the clock, and yeah, it was, was midnight. I was about I to started ask, what time six. did you get out last night? <laughs> I started around 6 p.m., and I did not stop until midnight. Uh, playing with different variations of my friend group. Heck yeah. Uh, so Happy to be a part of it. The finals is a good game. It's fun. It's unique. It's fresh. It is uh, frantic. Frantic. Yes. It is fun, unique, fresh, chaotic. Frantic. Very easy just, for things to go south. I, w- I would say that things going south is the regular state of the game. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's very easy yeah, <laughs> for it to happen. It's yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. Um it's I think the the guns feel good enough for it for it to be uh not terrible to play. Um and yeah, the the action's really fast and everything can sort of change on a dime and um the the destructible environments I think is the big thing that pushes the game over the top into being Oh yeah. Yeah. This kind of just insane um, light show that it is. Yeah, uh, and and I think that they did. They were smart to pitch it or frame everything as a game show, um, because it really does sort of have that feel of like, um, of being in in the the tube. Where where they close the door and turn on the fans and money is just is is spinning yeah, around you and you just yeah. have to kind of grab it. It that's just that's kind of the general feel of the game absolutely as a whole. Uh, but instead of that, you have a gun and are and are trying to shoot other people without getting killed. Uh, but otherwise, it's pretty much what the game is. I think. Yeah. I played the. Uh, they today released a solo mode of the the banquet um i game love type, the banquet game mode i hate is, cash out uh, i've yes. realized this over the last cash like, out is definitely week. is definitely simpler <laughs> you go to a point um grab the box and then you have to take it to another point and kind of hold it uh and and wait for the time to go off for you to score the points but in cash out you shoot people and they drop they drop money that you can Death pick money. up, and and you have to go bank it. Uh, and it's a pretty immediate bank in comparison to yeah, the uh, cash out game mode. It, so, but it, I think it's it's definitely Higher a lot risk, more, It's a lot more chaotic than than the other game type. Yeah, um, and especially in single player, where there is no teaming up, no, no kind of collective strategy that is happening. Um, I actually won the one game. That I played, and, wow. and I found that for me, the best strategy instead of going into firefights and trying to shoot people and pick up money that they drop was just to run to the, <laughs> the the vaults that drop on the map. That give you coins. is the way this to is win. Literally, what and just David like, was doing last stay night away we from playing. combat as much as possible. Yeah, uh, last night it was David, uh, friend of the show, Nick. And I, and we were playing cash out, and David was doing that exact strategy. Run around, get the little vault boxes of money, 
cash him out while Nick and I were typically getting caught in firefights. And I was getting so annoyed because of it, but we were getting wins and entirely, it, yeah. and entirely it, it, because similar, of David. Similarly, like with Seth, Forrest being frustrated at my location. And I'm like, I am simply the reason we are winning. And then when you look at the points, by God, he behold, is the reason why we won. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but you say that in the games we play, and you're often the reason we're losing. So. I don't know. I think that's your opinion. I think that uh, the, the I don't know when you when you and me and Chris were playing. Uh, it was pretty much the two of us. That also, were carrying the, the problem team. is that that was around hour four of me playing, <laughs> and that was the downturn <laughs> of my cognitive ability to stay into the game at that point. Um, but we also, the, I feel like the lobbies got harder last night as the night went on. I mean, I don't know. I, um, I was only playing at the one point. It was mm-hmm. it was easier earlier in the day. and um, I'm just saying. I think that it got harder. I find that to be the case in a lot of competitive games uh, that I've experienced lately, like the later I am like playing a game, just the sweatier each match feels. Must be a lot of really good West Coast players. Then. Right, that's yeah. what I was just thinking, is that it might be that people on the West Coast that are good at games are getting off work and are able to get onto the game and play. Yeah. Um, not trying to talk about my job. But, like, you see it with website analytics traffic. And that's why, like, from the hours of 5 to 8 p.m., uh, the for East Coasters, the, the website is still getting really great active traffic sometimes. And that's because people are still shopping during work. So, like, the you I just forget that the West Coast is on a different time frame most of the time. Yeah. And the whole world is yeah, on a different for that time matter. Frame. Anyone not in our time zone? I tend to not think about time as much as possible. Yeah. Um, which is screws me a lot whenever Nintendo Directs come around and they only say it in Pacific time. And then I... Yeah. Well, trust me, it's happened multiple times. Um, but, uh, Seth, have you been playing anything else besides the finals? Well, let me tell you, I... We, since we didn't record last week, I didn't get to give you the fresh thoughts immediately upon beating the game. But... I played through Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Yes! Of course you did. And just had an absolute blast. Of course you did. It was it's <laughs> it's one of the weirdest games I've ever played. It is the played. finalist fantasy of all time. Yeah, and the first one, maybe. <laughs> Potentially. It's not the finalist. Because in Final Fantasy sixteen, Clive says... <laughs> this is my final <laughs> fantasy or something like that. This is a god. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So, I mean, I don't know, but go ahead. I <laughs> would love to see Jack uh, get in that world and just beat people up. <laughs> what an insane character yes. Jack is. <laughs> um... Truly, the the game you start off the all of the your party members have amnesia, uh, and as the game goes on, the party members are slowly regaining their memories, um, and Jack is just absolutely refusing. Anytime anyone starts talking about things that they remember, he's just like, "Shut I up!" I don't care. Yeah, 
We're here to kill chaos. Yes, I. So this is a character descriptor that I've heard uh, of Jack Garland. Is that he is someone who is literally just pressing skip cutscene every single. This is why for a very long time I was still convinced like this was either. And people, yeah, real world people who got sucked into Final Fantasy or in whatever world are playing this as a video game because of the way he acts like it is like he is just like, all right, get get through this crap. I want to go back to beating up people. Yeah. And it's so he is a dedicated man. It is (laughs) so strange and so fun. Um, And then at the end of the game, it starts to get weird uh, because, you know, it can only, a game can only go so long where the, you can only go so far into the game with the main character ignoring right. the actual the plot. plot. Yes. Um, so eventually he has to, he has to, to get into it. And then it, and the problem is like, you wonder how like meta a story in a game like this is when you have a main character like Jack who is constantly ignoring the story. So you have to think that, you know, the developers know what... They have to know what they are portraying with this character. And so it makes you think about the other stuff that, okay, is this this all really like an inside joke? Uh, (laughs) I would say yes. But then it time but then it doesn't feel it feels like everything is just being played straight and there's just this insane <laughs> person joke. <laughs> who is at the forefront of it. Um, it's camp. <laughs> it is really campy. It is um it's just it's such a strange story. The it's just a strange game. The story goes in weird places. All of the levels that you go to are either like one-to-one recreations or inspired by locations from every other Final Fantasy. Um, Which is weird to me. Yeah, it was weird to me, too. And I and I think it's neat. I guess if I had played more Final Fantasy... If I had played more than Final Fantasy 7 and 8, I would probably be able to appreciate a lot more of the references. At least play 9. Um, but definitely when I, I, I was cute, like clued into it, um, each time you go into a level, there's this, uh, you get this paragraph by some mysterious narrator talking about the worlds. And the first time I, I recognized it was he, it was saying like this place was designed after something that happened in dimension two or something like that. Yeah. I was like, what does that mean? Uh, the first dungeon actually is like a one-to-one recreation of final fantasy 14. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow the game, the, our recording just cut off. So I was trying to finish which, the, the. I was trying to finish the thought. Yeah, uh, and if if what I said wasn't clear, the first dungeon in this game is a recreation of the of a dungeon from Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know what I was I was talking about. You went through all the the yes, so all the ones. There was so one, there's the one from the, the Final Fantasy A, the Fire, the fire cave. cave. And then there was one that was a Maka reactor. reactor from Final specifically, Fantasy specifically the underwater, the Junon underwater reactor, but it looked like one from Crisis Core. Um, and now we're caught up. Yes, good that was, catch on that. So yes. I don't know. I I just looked over and it was not recording. Yeah, and uh, I, we could have gone a lot farther with and never have realized that. Yeah, which would have been fun. Um, so I I think that those those references are neat, but I also do think it kind of 
it hinders the game and not really anchoring it to any one place. Like, it's, you're just sort of... You're in playing one, like your greatest hits. You're in one location, yeah. and then w- for no reason you're in a completely different looking location. And it's not helped by the fact that the characters have such specific amnesia that they at times forget how they have gotten to another location. They are just there, and the mission begins. Uh, and whatever happened in between missions is, is not spoken of. Um, Listen, I I respect a game that ditches the formalities. Yeah, like I can appreciate it. Like <laughs> I, is, I don't need all that this stuff. This is an in action this... game through and through. Yeah, I don't. No I talk. That's... All beating the crap out of things. Let's go. Right. It it does work. Uh, but it, there are little bits where it's like I would li- you know I like a more cohesive yeah. sense of a world that I'm oh, in. There are times where it's absolutely flabbergasting. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It's, but yeah, this game, it's just, it's so strange. The choices that they make. Um, the combat is really fun. Uh, the first thing I noticed was in going through that first um, dungeon, which is the dungeon that was in the, 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 the trial that they put out a while back, uh, like months before. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a lot easier. They definitely took that to heart and toned down. There, there's actually three difficulty modes. There's a action mode, story mode, and whatever the super hard one. And I guess in story mode, there's even a toggle you can turn on that basically makes the game super easy, mm. uh, which I think is neat. I played it in action mode. Um, didn't play it in hard mode. Uh, there were multiple. There were a few times that I thought about making it harder because it was just it was super easy like i was just mowing through stuff but i found it fun enough that i didn't i w- i didn't really care about making it super super tough but there were still some uh tougher fights in in specific parts um but yeah it's a it's i found it to be a fun uh version of uh team ninja's combat that they that they crafted in neo it's definitely like Wolong takes away a lot of the the crazy customization stuff that you could do mm-hmm. um but it's kind of neat there's there's also i i think there's a cool mechanic where there's no no equivalent to like souls from dark souls so you if you die you don't lose any of that stuff um it seems like you're getting flat experience from enemies when you're killing them and and that is increasing your job levels um but as you kill enemies your max mp will increase uh, Mm. and you need that to be able to use skills and when when you die that's what resets um so and it and it it does echo what they did in in wolong the i forget what the system was but in that there were there's like no leveling system um but as you you basically start each level each stage in level one, and as you kill enemies, um, your 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 banner level in will increase, and so your character will get stronger the more enemies you kill. Um, and I guess that was a way to sort of uh, flatten the playing field to make it so you you don't you don't have to come in with the best gear or whatever. Right. Um, which I think is a reason I didn't like like Wolong as much. I definitely appreciate that this game was a bit more loot based. 
Um, though, so that's what I didn't like about it. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I found that like half the loot that you got was useless, um, which <laughs> is kind of frustrating. I had a hard time wading through what was. Yeah, useful there's like there there are different levels of rarities of of the of the loot that drops, and it doesn't really seem to affect much at all, except for way later in the game, um, okay. when you're trying to uh, max out job classes. Um, but it, it it was fun. I had I had a fun time. The the, the it's just such an absurd game. Um, that has the craziest ending. Yeah? Where, so, uh, okay, I have to, the game kind of sets up that there are these, there's this race called the Lufenians, which in Final Fantasy 1, that exists. Yes, they were, there were these people called the Sky People, Yep. and, and they, were eventually kicked out by the evil Tiamat and they went down to the to the the planet created this town called well they created this place uh and they ended up being known as the Lufenians um and in that game they were all, there was only like one person left and a bunch of people that were turned into bats um and they were the ones who gave the prophecy of the four warriors of light right in this game, the Lufenians are were this super advanced race um, that lived in this world alongside the king, the whatever the kingdom of Cornelia. Mm-hmm. At some point, they went to war with each other. Uh, the Lufenians disappeared. We find out they escaped into some pocket dimension and Love are a pocket dimension performing weird experiments on the world. Uh, they they place the crystals in there to regulate the balance of light and dark and the, and when it get, one gets too far they will put more darkness into the world and then they send in these people these strangers to go and destroy the darkness to make sure that the levels are balanced and they're basically performing these weird experiments mm. um uh and it is sort of implied that they are, I, and this is this is where it gets vague. It seems like they are doing this across the Final Fantasy multiverse with other, and and like they are connected to the worlds of the other games somehow. Um, there is a character in the game named, what is her name? It's like. Some dumb, not name like Echo or something. <laughs> Whisper. Um, but it's she. Not a Kojima game, but this isn't in the base game. I looked this up because I was I was after I beat it. I was like, I wonder what what happens in the DLC. Apparently, at some point, you find out that this this girl uh, was the Cornelians were trying to make their own Warrior of Light, and so they did experiments on this child while they were in the womb based on experiments that they had seen in another reality <laughs> like you know which is was it neon which is yeah neon, neon yeah. which is just what they they said right yeah it's just Sephiroth. yeah um it's really weird 
Uh, yeah, and then Jack goes in and beats him up. Um, and then presumably the events of Final Fantasy 1 happen and he actually gets to kill them. Uh, apparently the DLC is weird because it ties everything into Dissidia. Yeah. And that's, it makes that kind of the crux of of the world. In the final DLC, the Emperor from Final Fantasy 2 shows up. Yeah, so we've got the Warrior of Light from Final Fantasy 1, specifically the Dissidia version. Yeah. The Emperor from 2, and then Gilgamesh (laughs) from 5. The DLC gets real weird. Um... And there's a there's specifically a Moogle in there who I guess was Sid the Lufenian from I don't know a lot about Dissidia lore I had to look this stuff up but he's I there. I know like nothing about the Dissidia deep. lore, but the Dissidia lore is weird and deep. Yes, yes. It, but it does seem to directly tie into that stuff, uh, which is which at that point I was like, all right, I'm not interested in playing this DLC. <laughs> Uh, I still kind of am because it seems like they do some cool stuff. They they turn all of the classes, they give them their own subclasses. All of the jobs get subclasses, and there are new, um, new jobs, of course, and new weapons. Uh, and apparently one of the jobs you get to turn into Bahamut. Oh. Oh. That's sick. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they would be fun to play. Uh, but it's just, it is, it's such, it was such a weird such a weird game. And then the credits roll, and it's freak, freaking Frank Sinatra singing I Did It My Way. And yes, like, Why? Sir. This is so stupid. Because it's great. This is so stupid. Yep. It's such a... St- I, I loved it. <laughs> I think I loved every second of it. It was just so bizarre. Um, a very fun time I had uh, killing chaos. Truly. As Jack. Yes, as Jack. He's a great... There's this... Um, uh, what's his name? The the artist, the the guy who who what oh, I can't remember his name. The guy who does who's doing Final Fantasy Seven and who did Kingdom Hearts. What's his name? Tetsuya Nomura. Yes, there's a oh. Tetsuya Nomura <laughs> illustration of Jack fighting the Warrior of Light, and it's so funny because you have this very picturesque, elegant looking, uh, typical uh, Nomura illustration of of this very JRPG looking character and then you have just Jack right next to him just this white dude and it's like this is this is so weird this is hurting my brain looking at this what a strange character that they created yeah um this is apparently an idea that Nomura had like in making the first Dissidia game heck yeah it's so crazy Okay, I kind uh, of love and that. I guess team it's I guess great. Team Ninja helped on Dissidia, and that's why they like gave them this game to make. It's so it's such a strange game, such a strange world. Uh it was very fun. Since we're talking about Final Fantasy, yeah. I decided to look at what day and time Advent Children is showing in Ocala. Yes. I don't want to know this. And it's showing on the 21st at 7 p.m. I only have one question. Forrest, are you one of the two people that have already bought tickets (laughs) in the center seats? I have not. (laughs) Because there are only two tickets sold. That's wonderful. (laughs) Some true true fans. I mean, I'm there. I'm already looking to buy my seat. (laughs) Oh, gosh. It's yeah. gonna be so I'll buy fun. You a for, seat too, Seth. I don't want it's it. gonna be so fun. You're gonna have a blast. It's Let's, it's crucial. It's lore important. Yeah, yes. and they will put it in the game if it's important. 
And that's when I'll experience it. Just saying. Seth, listen, we... <sighs> I'll pick you up from your house. No, I don't want to see I'll it. drive you to the theater. It. I'll pay for your ticket. You could it's even not like, play your Switch through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you got to be there. But anyways, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Orange. Orange? Orange. Orange. <laughs> Final Fantasy Orange. Uh, that's suplex certified, baby. Heck yeah, it it's is. It's a great dude. time. It's <laughs> just one of the weirdest games I've ever played. And it played. has co-op. It does have co-op. Um, I might have played it if someone had played it with me. Yeah. yeah. I will play this game eventually. Also, this... For a team who just came off of making two samurai games with impeccable swordplay, there is a katana in this game, which is like the most overbearing <laughs> weapon to use. It doesn't feel good at all. It is the exact opposite of any weapon that was a Neo. It's so weird. I hated every second I was using it. I... I, I just think that's hilarious. Yeah. Honestly. It, it's weird. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, and they all give them props. I don't think any of the weapons had... had. There isn't really a one-to-one correlation of any of the weapons in from that in Neo. Uh, so, you know, kudos to them. They really know how to make a bunch of crazy uh, weapon styles and somehow have them feel all individual from each other. Yeah. Nice. I'm glad you played it. Me too. I'm so it was a good happy. Time. I am bummed you did not play it back when I wanted you to. <laughs> yeah, I because wish I it, had. it would have been nice to play with someone and redeem I, that experience. I feel like you had played it and already traded in by the time I got it. No, I. But I, I mean, I like did let month. it sit for a long time. Yeah. In, in in the in the plastic wrapping, so I was surprised when oh, I went to go put it in. Coffee. It was still sealed. Was wow. Like, yeah. I really never even opened Dude, this. I break the seals on my games like <laughs> when I get in the car after <laughs> buying them, dude. I don't know why I hadn't done it. Uh, you probably still have Hitman 3 sealed. No. Just, no, no. Um, I have a sealed copy of Destiny. Nice. Not of my own decision making. It was a gift. But, yeah. I think we've gone over this on the show I before. I think so. <laughs> Do you, you get two questions now. Oh, oh, yeah. About it's been the Night of Tears. It's been 40 yeah. minutes. Jeez. Um, so you guys said this was back in 20... Wait, you said it was 10-year anniversary? 11-year 11 11 year anniversary. Okay. Is that your question? So, no, 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 no. This mm. is... No, you don't get a question. You get a guess. Yeah, that's yeah. not a guess. This is me getting context uh, so I can make an educated guess. Uh, so it happened in 2013. You both were in college at that point? Uh, possible. possible. I, <laughs> My college experience took place over a very long span. Same. <laughs> I don't know. I, I either was in or finishing. Gosh. Okay. Shout out to Zach Garofola. Helping me get my bachelor's. Heck yeah. Doing all my math classes for me. Night of chairs. We finished college the way we did high school. I, I did his English and he did my math. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Listen, if the system works, still trying to still exactly. trying to mess with it. Um, do I know other people who were involved? No, uh, it's just no, us. It's just, just us. you two. So you know everyone who's involved. Okay, so I, yeah, I know all the key players. Yeah, was this 
at Seth's house. Nope. Nope. No. All right. And it wasn't at a church. Hmm. You didn't, you didn't guess. You have to guess what it was. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm. We're we're, you, you're, we're revoking this guess because you yeah. took like you you asked like three questions. <laughs> so you did ask three questions. So you still have one guess later in the show. Yeah. Okay. Make it good. All right. Because we're not going to tell you the answer at the end unless you guess it. What did you play? I play Gravity Circuit. Okay. Uh, good game. Freaking good game. Uh. I don't remember if you suplex certified it. I think I you did. Have. I think you I had did. to have. Uh, with a game as good as this, I yeah, would be absolutely. shocked if you didn't. It's freaking great. Um, so I'm gonna double certify it. You like punching least, robots? Yeah, you like punching robots. And do you specifically like Mega Man X yeah. Zero or ZX? And, and wish that those had a grappling hook. Yeah, uh, or at least a better grappling hook than what's in Zero, Two, and Three. Yeah, that thing is. Booty. <laughs> so I actually, um, a month or so ago, I played through the first zero on the in the ZX collection. Yeah. Um, unlike Battle Network, that was a game where I did not find myself finding it any easier as an adult. <laughs> no, that game um, was stupid. Especially difficult. at the beginning, it's like, <laughs> God, how am I supposed to do any of these levels? That game does everything it can to. Just not give you any upper hands. But I, I beat it. Um, I started the second one, and I got to the point where you do get the the grappling hook, and I was like, this is awful. Yes. Why would anyone ever use this? Yeah. This, and you have to use it to get through subsections. Yeah, and, uh, and then the I was worst. like, all right, I'm not going to play this. Yeah. Maybe one day I will play this. Every time I replay through those games, that is the brick wall that I hit. And then I drop it for like a week yeah. or two. And it's early in the game, yeah. too, that you get it. And it's like, mm. no fun. But in Gravity Circuit, yeah, the gravel hook, grab shot good thing, grapple hook. so good. Uh, it is maybe one of the best that I've used in a game, or at least in a side-scroller. Yeah, in a, in a side-scrolling um, platformer. It, it's very fast. Uh, it typically uh, feels consistent whenever you're using it, you're yeah. aiming it in all the different directions and stuff. And even if you have like super high momentum because you're just blazing right through, um, it carries that momentum yep. when you're swinging and it is really satisfying just swinging along walls. Yeah, it's, I, I so imagine good. speed runs of the game would be really fun to watch. Uh, so I beat the game uh, earlier today and there's a speed run mode. Yeah. And I'm... Very curious to see what that means at all. Like, and there's like gravity. It it said it was like called gravity circuit mode or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, what is that? Um, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's just. I I think it presents it as like a more traditional Mega Man game. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure though. I'll I'll look into it. Um, I I from what I from what it seem like it mostly seems to just be the the base game uh but you play you try and play through it with a certain certain restrictions or something okay i think the gotcha. speed run mode is just uh time is just levels that you can do and yeah it has a cut timer in it taken yeah. out as a proper speed run mode should be yeah um yeah, it's it's a freaking phenomenal it's game. A fast, fast game. I I really like the chip and technique system. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Where whereas in like the Mega Man games, specifically like Zero, 
I always struggled to get like the extended techniques that you can get in those games because you have to get like an either an A or an S rank on missions yeah. to get those. And whereas in this game, you just unlock all of them naturally by yeah, as opposed beating to, the bosses. Yeah, as a, it's it is sort of like Mega Man where you beat a boss and you get their weapon. Yeah. Um, and this one though, you the. The weapons that you get are like special moves. Essentially, you have a bar that builds up, um, and you can set them. I think you can have four equipped at once. Yes. So uh, you have based on directional inputs while you're while you're pressing it. Yeah. Uh, um, up and down, and then side to side is one and, and neutral. Yeah. And they, but they aren't strong against any any of the other robots. So they're yeah. just. Like, just cool moves. Yeah, cool moves that you get that have different utility. I use the uppercut a lot. Yeah, the uppercut's good. I, I use the big Kamehameha wave a lot. Oh, I didn't use that yeah, one. Yeah, it's good. So that so that's, what I wanted, laser. that's what I wanted to talk about is that there is such a, like, variety of skills and techniques yeah, and chips and stuff them. that you can basically create, like, builds for yourself. Like, the one that I was using most of the game was... Um, there were these three ability chips. One extended the attack range, and then one gave you extra burst energy for, like, overkilling enemies. And then the third one was if your burst gauge was full, then it converted that's that remaining burst energy into health. So I was just basically feeding myself health every time I was beating up an enemy. Um... And then later in the game, I went most of the game without getting the double jump, despite the fact that it is one of the first upgrades that I saw. Yeah, it's useful. It's so useful because <laughs> there were times in the late game where I took it off for a quick minute to do some other ability yeah, stuff. And I'm like, like and I and I saw yeah. and like I felt myself like still trying to double jump and being like, why am I right, not doing like, anything? It's like removing the dash from Mega Man. Yes, exactly. Um gosh. Just the the breadth of options for the player yeah. in this game is astounding. I freaking love it. I am absolutely going to replay this game. Um, quick, I, I would say the one bit of movement that I did not like in this game was the slide. It Yeah, it's sort of weird. Uh, I, I appreciated that they basically took... The like the they the lifted big the main way, movement mechanics from each Mega yeah, Man. Yeah, it it seemed kind of like, superfluous series. Uh, but I did appreciate that they basically recreated the like the visual look of Mega Man sliding yeah. and put it onto Gravity Circuit. Uh, but yeah, it's not like the the most intuitive. Yeah, uh, it's it's it does feel kind of weird to do it um, because you can't really retain momentum while you're doing it uh you know and like with Mega Man, that was like a that was not really a momentum based game yeah um but it's it is neat that it's there uh but yeah uh gravity circuit i it got me thinking a lot about Mega Man x and i talked to you guys about this earlier that like Mega Man x is a darn near perfect game gravity it's circuit also game. is a very near perfect game in this style i would say i it would it's maybe the best mega man clone that i've ever played mm, i yeah there aren't a whole lot of successful ones in my opinion no and a lot of them i feel focus on just the wrong aspects of it or try to do 
their spin on it instead of just trying to find out why those games felt so good in the first place. And I think Gravity Circuit really nails that while still being able to put a little bit of, of a yeah. being spin unique on in it. its own way. Yeah. I definitely watched footage of a GDQ game the other day that looked was a Mega Man alike. Yeah, thirty XX. And that yes. game looks phenomenal. I yes. I've wanted that to play one looks that. good. Um I've had played, my I played the, the publisher's first game, twenty XX. Which I didn't think was all that good. Um and so I've you know I've been kind of anticipating it. it. It's sort of like what if Mega Man X but roguelike? Yeah. Um, Which is what got me interested. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Um, um, another game for us you might want to you want would want to check out is the Azure Striker Gunvolt series. I've tried those yeah. games. I tried them when they were at least when the first one released on the 3DS. Yes. Uh, and. In theory, I should like them, but I think part of why I specifically like the Zero and ZX games compared to the rest of the Mega Man series mm-hmm. is because of the melee combat. And I think that's yes. why Gravity Circuit um, is so up my alley. For sure, it is the... Like, in, I'm, not a, in, I'm not a jump and shoot guy. In, yeah, in taking... Um, trying to make their own kind of Mega Man style game, they... They decided to go for more indirect combat. I think it's neat um, in those games, rather than shooting people to do damage, you shoot them to tag them so you can attack them with your continuous yeah, laser like electric thing. thing. That's weird. I oh, find yeah, it I, I find it to be neat. Um, feeling. It's like you can tag enemies multiple times to do stronger. You can tag multiple enemies. Because there, there's also this score system. Yeah. That, that comes into play based, and you get points based on like how strong your tag was or how many enemies you destroyed at once. Um, it's a I, little overwhelming. It in is my overwhelming <laughs> at first. Um, I remember playing it on 3DS, and I was like, I don't really entirely get this. I'm having fun, but I recently replayed it. I bought it forever ago on Switch, the, mm-hmm. the Striker Pack, which has one and two. Um, and I was able to get in and I sort of intuitively was was like, oh, I understand this now. And I was able to go through stages really fast in a way that I wasn't when I played it first. That gave it, uh, made me feel a lot more, it made it feel a lot more exhilarating for me. Yeah. Um, oh man, speaking of stages, uh, that, that game has insane lore. If you like lore, that game is packed to the gills with Gunvolt? it. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so bizarre. Dude, yeah, that crap's off the wall. Such a world. Um, quick thing back to Gravity Circuit. The levels, all really good. I love the cyberspace level. Um, but I, like, really was struggling in the first, I would say, like, two or three levels of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just getting really frustrated. Like, the bosses were kicking my butt. Um, but then, like, once the third mission hit, um, I, like, I don't know, I just got in this groove, and then each mission said that I was taking, like, 15 to 20 minutes to beat it, but it did not feel like it. Like, these levels feel, like, they're really well-paced and designed, and I never felt that any of them were too long. It's interesting, they're, I, I noticed the length of all of them. They're, they are much bigger than... Mega Man X levels would be. I I could agree on that. Um, yeah, and again, I I I I found it refreshing, like that 
it, and they're kind of they're kind of parsed out into into distinct chunks. Um, and yeah, I, and I thought it was cool going through them. But yeah, it is kind of the the first the first few levels you go through is like man, there's a massive learning curve. Yeah, this is, <laughs> feels really hard to yeah. do. But then like yeah, third level hit, and I I found the groove, and I was just cruising the rest of the game. Yeah, and it was glorious. Yep. Um, really, I I. Th- and I like how they did the boss rush mm-hmm. uh, in the final level. Um, so for it, uh, you you fight like this central like computer core that basically will turn into yeah. You do a certain bosses. amount of damage to it. It transports you into this like I guess cyberspace world where yeah. you fight. Uh, the previous boss. Yeah, you fight one of the bosses. Like the creation of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it, and it's in one big boss fight rather than you go through capsules and fight all the bosses individually. Yeah. It was I, neat. I really like that. Yeah. Like, I think that is... A good spin for sure. Yeah. Maybe my favorite spin on the f- Mega Man formula in the, throughout this whole game. Um, I, I love a typical boss rush, but... <laughs> but like earlier today I was like man I don't know if I have time to do something like that and then this game just gave it all to me so, yeah, all at like, once here, here, here are all of them and I blazed through it I'm like holy crap also you know there's always just the wonderful feeling of the boss rush of like oh you may have struggled with these bosses earlier on kick their butts yeah. now in the fastest way possible since you know what to do and yeah. it, and I did and it was great Yeah, 10 it's out a, of 10 it's, it's a lot of fun and this is gonna a, be then my... a, then there's a giant head that you fight at the end in yeah. typical Mega Man X fashion. Yeah. Just this huge head with floating heads. I wasn't expecting that for the final boss. Yeah, I, I thought it was cool because it's basically a recreation of the Sigma final Sigma yeah. battle from X one. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, it was just like, <laughs> all right, there's a big head. Freaking Guess I'll great. punch it. Yeah. Great game. They even do the Mega Man Zero like you're in a different body than before. Yeah. Twist, so good, love it. Uh, and then you don't you fight that original body except yeah, uh, he's not a bad guy. Yeah. he's so cool. Uh, I was worried <laughs> like, about that. Yeah, same. I don't want to fight like, him. I mean, seems no, nice. I mean, that's the thing. Like, he's in a cloak I, and is really creepy so the, the whole time. Yeah, so I didn't trust him. Like the entire time, I had notes on him. Like I'm, I'm like. Not trusting this guy. Also not trusting another character uh, because of just weird things. And then I was totally proven right at the end with the other character. But then for uh, Nega, cloaked. The, the cloaked... An unfortunate uh, creepy, name. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a bad guy N-E-G-A. name. It's a bad guy name. We're just name. saying it. I, well, I, also that too. <laughs> it makes me think of that great uh, clip from... From Fairly Odd Parents, <laughs> with the uh, the crimson chins, yeah. evil evil doppelganger. No. Yeah, um, but yeah, you look f- it up. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to <laughs> say a slur. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you fight the previous Gravity Circuit holder. He's super it's, cool. The he helps makes you. me think. He's awesome. Uh, Digimon Adventure 2020, the final. Enemy was a Digimon called Negamon, N E G A, and it wasn't so bad because they they pronounce it really funny. It's because I was watching it in Japanese and they always said Negamon, and I was just like, man, 
It's so we can cut this. Dude. It's so close <laughs> to being something bad. We can't cut this. But it also it's... because they're speaking in Japanese, I know that they're not saying something bad. Yeah. yeah. But it's just we don't condone people using that word. Yeah, we're not it's... saying the n word on here. It's no. just funny that it sounds like it. It's, um, and, and it's weird that game designers and yeah, people is, will make this choice. The yes. problem is on paper, it's really cool looking. Yes. To put as like a prefix on something, yeah. or right. just as a name. Yeah. Negative. Yeah, like, yeah it's that like, is oh, yeah, it's the negative. opposite. Like, but then when it's just by itself, shorten like, it, it's like, oh. It sounds like a slur. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't happen very often. I feel like it used to be a thing. Uh, it used to be more common. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it Mega was just, Scott. Yeah. yeah. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. yeah. And he's a totally cool dude. Yes. <laughs> with he's someone who might say... With no flaws at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we want to judge Scott Pilgrim genu- genuinely, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was really funny when I heard it in, in that Digimon. And, yeah, when I... I, th- I thought this character was cool. I was like, hmm, it's an unfortunate choice of I name. thought there was going to be a reveal that he was just going to have a different name. Yeah. Nope. Um, and that did not happen. And I'm like... Okay, I mean, this is still great. Like, I'm a sucker for legacy characters and passing of the mantle. Um, and this game does has it happen in a in a really like kind of messed up way. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> it's just uh, you it's get like a, a big, maverick you get a, virus. You get a big uh, story dump in the end. And it's like, whoa, this place is messed up. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyways, Gravity Circuit, great game. Genuinely, go give it a shot. I got it on sale the other week. Uh, one of the best purchases I think I made in a long time for my Switch. Uh, I'm glad I, will I not... told you to play it. Yes, I'm glad, I'm glad that I, I took it. you up on it. Uh, I will not be surprised if this ends up being my game of the year somehow at the end. This is this, this all, is it's this that year's, is my um, that's how things happen for me. This when year's it comes Hi-Fi to... Rush. Yeah, just an absolute banger that you play at the beginning. We'll but talk this about is that in a minute, this is a consistent thing for me though. I play an indie game at the beginning of the year, and it ends up coming back around at the end. So, who knows? Yeah. All right, your last guess. No, you should have his last guess at, at the, the end. end. Okay. At the end. Well, we're nearing the end. I'm not going to... There's a Yeah, but a the very last thing. thing. Yeah. Um, That'll be what we do. So It'll be us saying no to Forrest. Tomorrow is <laughs> the Microsoft Direct, uh, Developer Direct. Yes. Uh, it Finally is, get to so see a So here's the thing. This thing is 48 minutes long. It was okay. revealed. We know 10 minutes of it. It's going to be Indiana Jones. Right. And we know that... That's Avowed, a Wow. ...Ara something, and um, what's the other game? I don't know. My brain just broke. Do you have a list up? I did. Hold on. One <laughs> moment. Um, oh, my God. What was the fourth game? I don't know. It's Ara... Um, my gosh. So, Indiana Jones is getting 10 minutes. Sure. That is cool. That's the big thing. Probably the headliner. Of course, yeah. I'm I'm more excited about seeing Avowed and more curious about it. Uh, same. Um, oh, uh, another segment on Hellblade. Right. Uh, so mm-hmm. here's the thing. That I don't think they're going to spend longer than like five minutes on Hellblade. 
I don't know. Uh, I think every time they've showed it, they have been devoted show a fair quite bit. a lot to it. Yeah, they can't uh, show any more without showing the really rest of that, of that game. They're really proud of that game. I don't. <laughs> I think that game's going to be big, and also I think they can show as much as they want because in context, everything looks insane, and you have no idea. I mean, out of context, everything they show, everything they show looks completely disconnected from each other, and there's no way you'd know what anything means. Um. So they, they could show more. Last year, if you remember it, this developer direct is where they shadow dropped uh, um, Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush. Right. Um, I hope there's another game like that. So What if we get Hi-Fi Rush 2? I don't think these four, ye- happen, I don't think these not, four games are going to take up all 48 minutes. Yeah, I think I, there's going to be more. There's going to be some possible. surprises. Um, One hopes. So what do you think Indiana Jones is going to be? I Who's making it? Uh, Machine Games, the people behind Wolfenstein. Huh. So, probably a first-person whipper. He's got his okay. whip. Well, he's got his whip. But he also but how do you guns. climb and explore? An FPW. First-person uh, first whipper. They did it in Metroid. So, yeah. I saw, or I was listening to another show, they theorized that it could switch viewpoints. Mm. Um... When you what is this? The early two thousands? Yeah, you know, <laughs> like it's. Uh, we have the technology to do depending it. on the situation. Yeah, you go into different viewpoints, and their first example was what is this? Metroid Other M. Their their first example was <laughs> Halo did it when you would go into vehicles. Yeah, and my brain and went on turrets. I God, I guess that is true. Yeah, it's also weird. It's, yes, yeah, it's hard to think. Um, you never really think. It's like, of course. Yeah. It's not first person anymore, so I guess it's right, but you just sort of remove that from the idea. It's like, well, yeah, I'm in a car. I have to be able to see the whole car. Yeah. But the problem is, do you make it a third person game and then risk it being called an Uncharted Steel? Yeah. So that's what I'm worried about. Which would be hilarious. That would be a bummer. This Um, game ripped off the game game that ripped 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 it off off Indiana Jones. (laughs) Yes. That also ripped off Tomb Raider, Uh, but it's fine. Um, I mean, it could be. I could see it going either way. I yeah. think just because, but because it's from the people who made Wolfenstein, I would lean toward it being first person. Yeah, and I think whipping people would feel a lot better. Specifically, first person. Nazis. Cool, because you know they're going to put Nazis in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're not afraid. They're Indiana Jones's greatest enemy. Yeah. Um, and other than traps, yeah, and snakes. 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 He hates snakes. Yeah. Um, oh, hate snakes. I I'm so ready. I'm hoping that uh, it's a fun romp, and I'm hoping that it's out next year early. Yeah, I hope you get to swing to the jungle with monkeys. Oh, me too, me too, <laughs> me too. Do you um, guys want this to be? An adaptation of pre-existing Indiana Jones stuff. Honestly, or get rid of Indiana new... Jones and make it about Mutt Williams. This... Okay. Um, yeah. Have it take place in in that time in between. He died in World War Two. Right. Um, but, but, but he was alive uh, at some point. Yeah, he was alive at some point. Yeah. We know so that for sure. From the end <laughs> of the Alien movie to World War Two, there's got to be some time span um, that he can do his thing. Drive World his War, motorcycle. World War One. Must have been World I don't War know. One. I'm not good at history. Sometimes um, it's not really even history. It's just what was it in the movie? Right. 
Um, but I'm excited for this. It had to I'm, be World War One. I'm genuinely really, really excited for this. But I am more excited for Avowed. I want to see what that game is. I want to see... Like, we've heard it's not as open world. It's more level-based. We've heard multiple different things and not seen anything. And so I just want to see it. I want to see that. I want to see Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Ara is cool because people love Civ style games and it reaches a specific crowd that's very vocal and I hope that they get what they want out of this one. Um, and Hellblade 2, I, my anxiety Still have no not, idea what the my game anxiety is won't let me play that. It won't. I tried. It's been chronicled on the show before, my experience with the first one. It, I had multiple panic attacks and could not play it anymore. And um, I've thought about downloading it again so I mm. can finish it. And then every time I go do it, I'm like, I don't have to do this. Yeah. Not everything has to be for you. It is wild that that is what Microsoft's like, we're going to take this. We're going to make it a huge franchise. Yeah. So this is... It's, and to their credit, the stuff they've showed does look cool in a Graphically stunning. Yeah. But not what I want. Um, I'm really curious how they will justify there being more to that story. Yeah. And whether or not it's a prequel. Right. Which I think it would have to be, but I don't know. I do too. Um, So that's what's happening with that. And then the other thing with Xbox is that the uh, the unannounced Halo Battle Royale has uh, quietly been shelved. Just like every uh. other Halo thing that has happened since Infinite. Which also is hilarious because I did... One of my predictions was that it's finally coming out. <laughs> and that's yeah. um, definitely not. It's done. That's fine. Um, Halo doesn't need a Battle Royale in my opinion. Yeah. I think if you played Infinite Story Mode, I think that... It very much so lent itself to it, a absolutely awesome battle royale that never came. Yes, and it's kind of a bummer. The thing is, uh, Halo, in my opinion, is at its best when it is doing Halo and not trying to chase other FPS trends. Yeah, but it seems like they haven't been able to figure to find people who really know how to do Halo and yeah. quite a bit. And I think you're also biased because you dump uh, heavily. A yes. hundred hours a month into Halo Infinite. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I still I think play they all should the other Halos the too. What? I still think they should bring back the cards. They should bring back the cards. The rec packs Those were things good. freaking sucked. They were great. You get literally the coolest the tiny, weapons. You get the, the tiny, coolest weapons. I don't care about the weapons. You can just pick those up in a regular match. Get good at the game. No, the, you get no opportunity no to get better, like cooler armor for yourself. Yeah, but that you stuff get is the, a one in a million chance. The, the that cooler, sucks. The cooler weapons for the firefight mode is what I'm talking about. I think that that one mode <laughs> was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that I used do too. the cards. I do too. Where it was the PvPVE. I, I got beef with Warzone. Warzone, I loved it. I yeah. think it was really But fun. I feel the same way about Reach and the mode that everyone hated in Reach, where it was uh, Elites versus Spartans. And Invasion was, is great. Yeah, people didn't like people that. People who mode. don't like that are wrong. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I love that. The mode. only bad game mode is King of the Hill. No, no, no. Oh, it's Capture it's the Flag. It's Juggernaut. No, Juggernaut's, no, Juggernaut's awesome. The what only bad mode They need to bring back Juggernaut. Oh, is my freaking God. The, the Call of Duty one. What is it where everyone has the battle rifles and there's no shields? 
SWAT a is slot. a 10 out of 10 mode. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, I just get good. Just get good. No, I don't want to get check good. Check your quarters. Like and, and like, I don't like it. Oh my I'm not good at it. You're, yeah. you're bad at the game. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I love SWAT. It's a bad mode. I go hard on SWAT, dude. Yeah, I carry great. my team on SWAT. SWAT SWAT's great. Uh, sorry that you can't, uh, <laughs> sorry, can't, you can't relate. Yeah. Can't relate. Sorry. I was sorry. I you're was, in the lower uh, tier. I was Halo waiting players. to jump on board with you and I watched yeah, you go I on know. the train. <laughs> I, was, I was bringing him in. Uh, but yeah. I'm sorry you're bad at Halo, Seth. There are I'm still pictures that show up in my memories of me posting scores of SWAT. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to make my friends feel bad for not getting on Halo because I would I would lose matches where I had over half of the kills yeah, on my you team. You carry so. in uh, Oh man. Yes. Never yeah. was good at Halo. I know the feeling, buddy. Listen, I used to I, be trash at SWAT. I but Rage came around. Halo Infinite changed me. It's um, everyone is so good at it. It's impossible to have fun in it. I think that's why that I liked fair. Warzone was because of how chaotic it was. Right. That Individual skill was not as important as it was in previous modes, because mm. you could just you could just roll in w- with a tank card and just start blasting people. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, that's that's the main news. Um, the Billy Mitchell's Donkey Kong records got reinstated on Twin what? Galaxy's old yeah, website. They, they it's set, not really... They, they settled in court. Billy Mitchell was suing them. He still... Uh, Billy Mitchell is a... Turn. I will not say anything about him because then he will sue us. <laughs> because that's the kind of guy he is. No, I hate Billy Mitchell. Yeah, screw that guy. That's my personal feelings. If I saw him in the street, I'd yell at him. I wouldn't be nice. Fair. I was there was a time where he was like showing up on AEW TV for some reason. Uh, oh, and, I forgot about that. And I wanted oh to go see a live show so I could yell at him. Uh, weird. Uh, and uh, until Dawn is getting a film adaptation, which is cool. Yeah, I think um, that's neat. I do we know if it's gonna keep like the same cast? I or? don't. It it would be weird for it not to, but it would also be weird for it. To do that, because like all have aged out, yeah. Well, they all were older than their characters were anyway. They were digitally de-aged, which God, you can do in a video face. game. I'm sorry, David scrolled down on an article about Billy Mitchell, and I saw his stupid, dumb. God, I ugh. <laughs> the man boils my blood and sends really shivers down my spine. Gears. Yeah, he grinds uh, my gears and he donkeys my Kong. That sounds like a good thing. Yeah, I was about to say. He kongs my donkey. He really yucks your yum. Yeah. Uh, I I think this Until Dawn thing is is cool. It's a fun story. I wonder how they will determine who dies because you can't really do quick time events in a theater. Maybe they will finally find a way. They will finally be the brave. (laughs) <laughs> souls to take up the torch that the Clue movie did and have there be multiple versions God. of the movie in theaters. I wish. That'd be insane. Yep. Yeah. God. All right, Forrest. Uh, first, uh, before this, let's uh, shout out AGDQ, which is going on. Been some crazy runs. Oh, yeah. Uh, we watched a run of a guy playing 
16 star Super Mario RPG on a drum? No, 64. Right. Yes. Super Mario 64 on a drum set. Uh, and not just playing it, doing tricks. Yeah, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah. I watched the other day a run of Arkanoid on NES, and there were things happening that I don't know how a man was physically able to react that fast. I don't know if you've ever seen Arkanoid gameplay. I did not know how insanely hard it was. Um, Oh, yeah, a Shiba Inu speed ran Gyromite. Yeah, they had a dog. (laughs) A dog played games. I don't know yeah. how it worked. Uh, but yeah, it's been cool. Uh, they're finally back in person, but also still doing um, some uh, stuff. Some some people streaming yeah. games, which I think is cool. But yeah, go check it out. And if you're so, and if you feel so inclined, why not donate to the Prevent Cancer Foundation? Yep. I pulled up footage of the dog playing. What a good boy. Is, what a great dog. I hope he got all the treats for this run. It's a, it's just a left to right game, which helps. Yes. Um, He's still doing it, though. Oh, so the dog isn't making the choices. Yeah, it's, it's less the dog much. playing, and it's more a person using a dog as a controller. Yeah. <laughs> which but also it's is... Still, a, it's still yeah, cute. It's still cute. Didn't set the world record though, so get going. Uh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hard to think there's a better dog out there. I know they got over seven hundred thousand dollars while we were watching the drumming stream. Yeah. And so, and then they went to Super Metroid, and we all decided we've yeah. seen enough speed runs of that. They do it every drum. year, and it always it's, it always one, draws a crowd. Yeah, it's um, our, one of their most popular uh, games to have. Yeah, every and, time. and admittedly, it's really cool to watch. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's but again, at the same you, time. how many times do you want to see it? Yeah, uh, but yeah, go check check it out. Challenge right now, they're that. speed running Doom. Yes, yes. Uh, and in a couple hours. They're doing uh, Sneak King, yeah, we the might, great Burger King title. I might have the boys over late. I'm going to go down there and turn that on. That's okay. Um, Bring back the era where Burger King decided to make video games. Well, yeah, so that's the thing I've been thinking about a lot lately, uh, especially with the new Indiana Jones game coming out, of like, we could be having great licensed games again. Yeah. And we just no reason haven't. We're getting there. Well, I think we're getting there. I think we are getting back into it. I think part of it uh, has to do with like these licenses and IPs Suicide are not wanting Squad to be homogenized anymore. could be the renaissance anymore. Yeah. of grade license. Games. Yes. Yeah. The and problem is it has, I feel like for them to be good, it has to be indie developers making them. Mm. And I don't think indie developers are really interested wanting to do in that. making these license games. That's fair. I mean, you look at... Um, the Mickey Castle of Illusions. Uh, or Illusion a, Island. Illusion Island. Island. Like, that That was that kind of game where yeah. they were able to license this and make a kind of small, really cool game. Um, but usually when we're talking about licensed properties, it's these huge AAA yeah. studios making gigantic games. And we get stuff like, games, and it's like The Avengers. Yeah, and it's going to be the same type of gameplay, and it costs so much money to make that yeah. it's just like... Uh, it, and, and so I think it's weird. I think there are probably smaller IPs out there, like the like the Burger King King, that someone <laughs> should be like, you know, 
I have this idea. I wonder if Burger King would be down to let me make this. It'd be so cool. Uh, What's your? Do you guys have a favorite movie tie-in game? I have a most hated one. Well, first you got to start off with Spider-Man Two. Just a legendary game. Mm. Um, it is legendary, but it's not my favorite. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other movie I, tie-in. I can games. give you my favorite and most hated. Uh, favorite Lego Star Wars Two: The Original Saga. That, I I'm not. Are we not counting that? No, because okay. that well, that's is Lego. That's a Lego game. It's still adapting. The yeah, movies, but Le- it is. And it's, it's also in, tough with Star Wars, which is a a whole. It is interpreting the plot of the movie. I'm talking a game built off the like the Lemony Snicket's game that came out, <laughs> which was not bad. I like that game. Okay, um, sure, I'm sure. But like it, it is, it is a, it is, and I'll tell you. So mine, we're talking shovelware here. I don't. Yeah, but the problem genuinely? is, I'm not sure a lot of it is, because one of my favorite, I can't remember, it's five or Harry Potter five or six, but it's that one for the DS, because you drew the spells. Mm, that is which was sick. rad. Yeah, it was cool. You would draw the spells. Mm. And then do them. It was fun. You could really make sure you did a Leviosa, not Leviosa. Yeah. yeah. Um, a I lot of those games back in the PS1, the, the Harry Potter PS1 games, were rad. Yeah. They were more cool than they should have been. Um, but, uh, yeah. I always, probably Aladdin on SNES is mine. Yeah. I've played that one the most, for sure. I... My sister and I shared a Lilo and Stitch GBA game that I played a lot of, but I don't think I ever actually got past the second level. Mm. Um, but I I do love I I loved that game. Like I I would steal it from her to play it. Um, the first game I ever owned personally, though, and I got it the same day I got my Game Boy Advance, was the Treasure Planet game for the Ooh, GBA. Interesting. That game is the worst game I've ever played. It sucks. Like, just straight up 0 out of 10. I can't even give it a point for being Treasure Planet, which is my favorite Disney movie. So really, it's a negative 1 out of 10. Yes. It's going to 0 because it's Treasure Planet. No. (laughs) No, it's... I'm saying, it gets the 1 point for being Treasure Planet, but because it's a negative 1 already, it makes it go back to 0. I see, I see. Yeah. It can't be yeah. worse than Godzilla 1999 on the Game Boy Color. Or no, Godzilla the Animated Series, sorry, which I did have. Heck yeah. And that game is a on-rail side-scroller where you <laughs> control Godzilla's horrible. shooting up, middle, or top. And you have to survive to the end of the level. It's uh, really bad. Well, I, uh, it was the Game Boy Color. For yeah. Christmas, I bought one of my friends uh, a Godzilla game for the NES and I have no clue what that game actually looks like. I assume it's not great, but, you know, we need more Godzilla games. Yeah. I think the last one we had over here We just here have Rampage. Was... I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but I want to play as Godzilla, bro. I know. Uh, and Biolante, please. <sighs> the last one, I think, the last Godzilla game it's we Biolante got. Biolante 2024. That's I, a new code. I wish. <laughs> Um, uh, last one we got, I think, was like an adaptation of the 2014 Godzilla game. Red Kong, whatever his name is. Yeah. I don't know. I'm so mad about it. 
I'm not mad. I just am so disinterested by Kong. The Kong-averse. It's the legendary monster-verse. Yeah. The Sad. Kong... The Kongo... Kongorizing of Godzilla. Konga. Donkey Donka. The yeah. Kongification of the Godzilla. That looks so bad. <laughs> it doesn't even look this like a game. Like a it looks like a flash game. animation. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Yeah, it's, I, I played the whole thing as a kid. Look at that. You shoot up at the... <laughs> oh, Ooh, okay, never mind. Swipe. You can all use right, the tail all right. swipe. All right, this uh, is good. This is a bit more depth than you. Yeah. <laughs> now it's in the jungle. Why is he he's, walking like this? He's like he's dancing. <laughs> that design for Godzilla, people like it. Mostly 90s kids like it. Uh, it definitely I think is striking. It, it is very memorable. Ooh, it cool is striking. Uh, I think it sucks, though, as a Godzilla yeah. design. It's not a good Godzilla, but it's an interesting design. Yeah. It's a crazy interpretation of Godzilla. It doesn't look anything like Godzilla. Not at all. <laughs> I love that this whole game is just that. Just side-scrolling. That game's an hour and a half long. As many games on the Game Boy Color were. Yeah. Yeah. The only time that... You got out of it the amount of time that you played it. I mean, it's just like, it didn't really matter how long the game was. It was no. just how long were you willing to continue <laughs> playing, playing the same it. thing over and over. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Very, very true. That's why, like, a game like Pokemon Pinball worked perfectly. There is no end to pinball. You just play forever. You just keep yeah. going. You Pinball's keep fun. Pokemon. Man. All right, Seth and Forrest, that's the end. Night of Chairs. Yeah, what was your last guess? The Night of Chairs was when you two stacked a bunch of chairs and tried to get on top of them like a tower, uh, holding each other, um, and it all came crumbling down. And y'all actually died that night. (laughs) That is true. Uh, I have wondered if we died. Yeah. Um, How close is It's very close. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. But we won't tell you what it was. That's fine. We won't tell listeners what it was. Yeah. I'll live in my constructed reality. There was enormously tall stacks of chairs that (laughs) night. Dangerously tall. (laughs) Dangerously tall. (laughs) Uh, We were in danger. Yeah. Uh, Uh, All right. Nothing has been the same ever since. No. (laughs) Um, On that note, we will, uh, we appreciate you listening as always, and we will talk at you yeah, I'm going to say next you... week because I'm going to play Prince of Persia. and so, so true. And even if it's just you talking into a microphone by yourself about Prince of Persia. I'm sure I've, I, everything I've heard about this game, it's going to be, I, I'm, it's probably going to be a close number two behind Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Mm. I'm, mm. I'll, I mean, unless Hollow Knight comes out. And if Hollow Knight comes out, I don't know what I'm going to do this <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, all bets are off. Because, <laughs> because the way people are talking about this game, it, like, changes the game like Hollow Knight did for Listen, people. The so. only thing we'd be missing this year is Katana Zero's DLC yeah, well, sequel or whatever. coming out. Um, Katana I've one. given up that <laughs> entirely. Um, but with that, we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. See ya.